0: What's going on, everybody, and welcome back for another episode of Triggered. This is Triggered episode number 241. We're here on Thursday, December 3rd. Unfortunately, it's just me today. Matt is sick and has been for a few days, which is why we didn't have a Tuesday episode, uh, and I refused to let him sit next to me. So you lucky bastards get me for just a little bit today. I didn't want to leave you hanging without another episode today. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about what's shaping up to be Biden's horrendous fucking cabinet uh, should our hopeful lawsuits fail, um, which so far they have, but that's not to say that they couldn't turn out differently in the future. We have some some crazy people coming into this uh, supposedly incoming administration, people that go back to the Obama years, Janet Yellen for Treasury Secretary, who's just a fucking moron. I mean, she has no clue what the economy really is, She was chairwoman of the Federal Reserve, which they live in a fantasy land, as you all know. You have people like John Kerry, who's going to be the climate czar, who does nothing but fly around on private jets. Uh, You have anti-Semitic people. Um, The deputy press secretary hates Israel. Uh, The press secretary loves Russia and was seen wearing a communist hat complete with the hammer and sickle. Um, you can, of course, go check that out on townhall.com. Julio wrote that, that good piece up. But worst of all is Joe Biden's pick to lead the Office of Management and Budget, which is very key. That's Neera Tandon. She's known as a radical leftist who uh, basically is just a piece of shit. And from what I'm hearing from the Senate, it's very unlikely that she gets to be confirmed. Um, she tweeted that, Mitch McConnell was an asset of the Russian government, called him Moscow Mitch. Uh, She called Susan Collins pathetic. Um, And, you know, if if she basically, as soon as it was rumored that she was going to be announced, went in and deleted 2,000 tweets, well, you know, the Internet's forever. And these people aren't going to forget that she basically sent hate tweets about them to vote for her confirmation, although that's assuming that we win the Georgia runoff, which I'm going to talk about in a second. Um... So There's lots of stories out there about all the fraud that went on. We all know that it happened, but my prediction at this point is that the courts aren't going to do anything. We see these states with supposedly Republican leadership pushing through and certifying results. We've seen testimony at hearings that uh, basically, we we had a third world election in the United States this go round, And they, I mean, you know, as terrible as it is, I, I just don't know that there's anything we can do about it. And I certainly know that turning the Senate over to Democrats is not the solution. Anybody that's talking about how Georgia voters should not vote in the runoffs to stick it to the Republicans is out of their minds. You want Chuck Schumer as the majority leader? That's your solution to this? I don't think so. So we we gotta hold it together here. We have to retain the Senate. That's the only firewall standing between us and fucking disaster. So if you're in Georgia, get out there and vote. I know you're pissed at the governor. I'm pissed at the governor. I know you're pissed at that piece of shit Secretary of State too. I'm pissed off too. But staying home and not voting and handing two seats to the Democrats is exactly what they want. So don't give them what they want. Get out there and vote and get Republicans into office. Um, One of the most just totally flabbergasting fraud stories that came out here, we wrote about it over on PJmedia.com, so you can go check it out there. On Tuesday, a truck driver testified that he had driven thousands of ballots from New York. To Pennsylvania two weeks before Election Day. The story's been corroborated, and Phil Klein, uh, a former Attorney General of Kansas, during a press conference giving this evidence explained, quote, the evidence demonstrates, and it's through eyewitness testimony that's been corroborated by others, that 130,000 to 280,000 completed ballots were shipped from Bethpage, New York, to Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Nobody's been able to explain this the and and he continued the evidence demands investigation and demands answers. Uh supposedly they're working with the FBI and U.S. attorneys. But that brings up another point. Where the fuck has the DOJ been? Bill Barr has been non-existent in this fraud investigation. And then a story runs about how Barr said, Oh well, you know, there's not evidence of demonstrable fraud to overturn the election. Well, you wouldn't know cuz you didn't even investigate it. It's that's one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard in my life. And you know, I'm I'm not exactly a fraud truther at this point. Like like some people have taken it to be, but it is indisputable that there is significant abnormalities irregularities, statistical improbabilities that happened in this election in very specific targeted locations in battleground states that made a huge difference in this election. Rand Paul agrees with that. He by no means is a is a Trump sycophant. He went out there and he said that it's very suspicious what's happened in this election. And the boxes and boxes of ballots, a trailer full were delivered to Pennsylvania from New York. He was told to basically, you know, take the trailer and go park it, right? And when he arrived in Harrisburg, he was not allowed to offload the mail. He was made to wait for roughly six hours. And he said it just gave him a weird feeling. And he never got to talk to anyone. Then, uh, then he said the supervisor told him to drive to Lancaster without being unloaded in Harrisburg. And the mail was specifically for Harrisburg. And basically, he was running delayed. So usually they give a slip that showed that he arrived and then they delayed him to move on to his next stop. But the supervisor refused to give him any such proof. Then he drove to Lancaster, unhooked his trailer in its normal place, and then drove his truck to where he always parks it. And he said, the next day, it just got weirder. As I arrived at Lancaster, my trailer was gone, not there anymore. And it was full of ballots. So something's going on. But again, there's proof. But these courts seem intent on knocking it down. Now, we haven't had any sort of major SCOTUS rulings yet. I'm not sure there's going to be time for that or if SCOTUS will even side with us. Again, this could all change. I could be totally wrong. And, in fact, I am. I hope I'm totally wrong about the outcome of the presidential election. But I think that we need to be realists at this point and start moving forward with at least a plan – for how we're going to retain this these senate seats because we have to keep Mitch McConnell in control. If we if we lose the Senate, forget about it. It's game over. Everything that we've been fighting against for decades will be pushed through in midnight sessions with no Republican votes or input. And you have people like Lynn Wood running around out there. Who supposedly is this conservative attorney Well, it turns out that he's not so conservative, and he's running around out there telling people not to vote for the Republicans in Georgia because they've, quote, failed to help the president in his fight to overturn the election results. Now, that may be that they've failed to help the president overturn the election results. A lot of people have failed to do that. But that doesn't mean that we turn the Senate over to Democrats. When you have never-Trumpers like Rick Wilson and Bill Kristol tooting the same horn, saying the same thing, it makes you take pause. And Breitbart last night uh, released a ton of stories on this, and we have a story up at Town Hall on this as well, about how Lindwood, not so conservative, in fact has donated to many Democrats in the past, voted in the Stacey Abrams primary recently, and is not shown to ever have actually voted for Trump that we know of. So people in Georgia, are you going to listen to never-Trump Republicans, so-called Republicans, who say vote for Democrats to turn the Senate over away from Mitch McConnell, right? It just doesn't make sense to me. These people are insane, insane. And, uh, you know, I like Sidney Powell, but she's gone rogue. The Trump campaign has disavowed her. Uh, The same thing with Linwood. You have Vice President Pence going there tomorrow to get out the vote saying you have to vote Republican to save the Senate. You have President Trump going there on Saturday to do a rally the first time since the election to do a rally to say get out and vote for David Perdue and Kelly Loeffler. And it's so important. I mean, it really is what the entire ballgame comes down to here. Yeah, I'd love to overturn sleepy Joe Biden being president. It's Terrifying. It's terrible. My life is miserable, but we have to keep the Senate. It's the only thing that will save us. And a clear majority of Americans want a GOP controlled Senate. It all comes down to Georgia. I mean, it's going to be hundreds of millions of dollars spent. And you have, uh, you know, these people out there running around saying to vote, you know, to not vote as a Republican, just to stick it to the GOP. I mean, yeah, believe me, I'm not thrilled with how little the so called establishment has backed up President Trump here. But the solution is not to turn the Senate over. And you have this guy, Lynn Wood. I mean, look into him, man. Don't believe that he's on our side because I don't think he is. And he's using this as a way to up his personal profile. He gave money to Democrats pretty much exclusively, and voted in that Stacey Abrams primary. So uh, it it, it just doesn't make sense to me that people are out there saying that, oh, yeah, that's how we're going to stick it to the GOP establishment is to turn the fucking government over to the Democrats. Doesn't make sense. So if you know people in Georgia, talk to them, make sure they get out and vote. And hopefully— the, the so-called Republican governor and secretary of state of Georgia will ensure that the election is a little bit more secure there in the runoff, which I don't exactly have the most faith in, to be honest with you. But that doesn't mean that people should stay home and not vote. Real quickly here, I wanted to take a minute to uh, note a great loss for America that we had yesterday. Professor and Dr. Walter Williams... Um, He was a professor of economics at George Mason University, which is my alma mater. I actually got to know him personally, which was uh, a blessing. One of my conservative heroes, he died yesterday at the age of 84. Um, His columns have run in town hall for 25 years. He's wrote 10 amazing books, which if you're looking for something to read, I highly recommend. Mark Levin, I think, tweeted uh, yesterday and summed it up greatly. Wow, what a punch in the gut. Uh, one of my heroes dr walter williams passed away walter had an enormous influence on me from the time i was 13 years old and he was my first guest on life liberty and levin ted cruz tweeted a message of support and heritage Uh, heritage foundation said quote walter williams was an american hero Born in poverty, raised by a single mother in the projects of North Philadelphia, a college dropout, he overcame all types of adversity to become a nationally renowned professor, economist, and columnist. Uh, So rest in peace, uh, Professor Williams. You'll be greatly missed. And he was a fearless conservative. And we need more people like him that are willing to go out there and fight because the Democrats want to destroy this country. It's very clear at this point what their goal is. They, they don't hide it anymore, and even when they do try to hide it, we find it out because you got Project Veritas' James O'Keefe out there who's released a series of recordings uh, of CNN editorial conference calls, and it's just damning. I mean, we all knew CNN is left-wing propaganda, but now we have the tape to prove it. Uh, my favorite is when he basically spoke up on the conference call and cornered Jeff Zucker. So if you want to go ahead and listen to that, go over to townhall.com. We have all the recordings up there. Or, of course, you could check out Project Veritas. But shout out to James O'Keefe, doing a great job of real journalism out there. We have other breaking news. The only thing that Bill Barr has apparently done in the past few fucking months is he appointed U.S. Attorney John Durham as a special counsel. So he essentially has the same status that Robert Mueller had. Here's the thing that pisses me off. The appointment took place on October 19th. We just found out about it, I think Monday, which was November 30th. That might have been a little bit of vital information to have before the election. And we'll see if they're going to bring the goods on that ever. I don't think so. I mean, it's why have any faith in that at this point? The, the justice system in this country is irreparably broken. The FBI is incredibly corrupt. And the fact that uh, Joe Biden may take over as president means that the swamp is about to get even swampier. There is no doubt in my mind that... If President Trump was given a second term, he would have been able to clean out this government apparatus of, of just scumbag corruption. But that doesn't look likely at this point, um, however hopeful some may be. I know uh, people uh, get mad when it, the, the probability that Joe Biden will be sworn in as president is presented. Yes, I agree with you. He's an illegitimate president. This election was undoubtedly stolen, and you'll never convince me otherwise of that. But we only have so much we can do, right? I mean, you know, there, there's only so much you can do legally, and we're putting those legal challenges in, but they keep getting swatted down by courts. Really, the only path at this point is that the Supreme Court would essentially rule that the, a certain number of states to be invalid— which would drop Joe Biden below 270, and then it would go to a House vote, uh, which then we would actually control because it's by state delegation, the House vote. Again, pipe dream. Could it happen? Sure. I mean, I could win the lottery tonight too, but uh, you you have to accept the fact that they very likely have stolen this election and they're destroying the proof. I mean, look at Georgia. In Georgia, the court ruled to preserve... All ballots and machines that counted ballots. What did they do? They went ahead and destroyed a bunch of computer equipment. And they're moving machines against the court order. So, you know, short of rising up in the streets with a militia, there's not much we can do. And I'm not saying we should do that yet. Yet being the key word there. But we have to to take the punches as we get them. And the... The key is that we we hold the Senate. President Trump has already said in private and in somewhat semi-public that if things don't turn out the way he hopes here on the 2020 election, he's very likely going to run in 2024. So that brings an interesting new dynamic because we've never actually had in a long time in this country a somewhat parliamentary opposition leader because in britain you know you have the leader of the opposition for a while it was jeremy corbyn who was a total failure but here you know when when hw bush lost re-election he just faded into obscurity but president trump will not be doing that either way whether he runs in 2024 or not this is trump's party and he's going to play a key role in where it goes from here uh it's been very clear that we're not turning this party back over to the neocon establishment never Trumper squishes. Like we're not gonna let that happen. So we gotta keep fighting. And the the coronavirus uh is more widespread than ever. Uh yesterday, unfortunately, we had our highest day of deaths of the coronavirus uh since the pandemic started. Um you have the Chinese who are now emboldened because of the supposed election of Joe Biden, basically going out there and saying, oh, the death of America is great. And they know, they know that Joe Biden is their guy. And it's a real shame that this happened this way. And, you know, there's not much more I can say than that. It's It really is uh, a watershed moment, I think, in American political history. Because if things down the line turn into the, you know, second civil war, whether it be a hot war or a cold war, it's, this this is going to be the moment that did it. Americans' faith in the electoral system is irreparably shaken, and it, as it should be. It should be, because what we've seen here is stuff of third world dictatorships. You basically had... Uh, a political machine in five key cities in battleground states that turned out numbers that are just statistically impossible. And they went about destroying the evidence. They destroyed the mail-in ballots. And, you know, it, it, we have to keep fighting. We have to keep fighting. You know, I, I get people's uh, attachment and, and, like, will to fight this fraud battle, I'm willing to fight the fraud battle, and we have been, but there's not been a significant victory that really has shown that we'll be able to overturn this result, you know, this so-called result. Now, keep in mind, states are certifying results. That doesn't mean that the electors will definitely be awarded. That happens later on this month, around mid-month. Now, if we get a bunch of states where the Republicans say, screw this, we're not sending electors or sending competing slate of electors, then okay. You know, things may have turned around, and, and, and I'll, I'll say it's more probable at that point. But where we sit right now, you know, this is like, to put it to a sports betting analogy, it, it, it's like trying to pick the Super Bowl winner months out on a very, very long shot. It's a very long shot here. But the more important thing is to keep fighting as conservatives fight the left Don't give in. Don't put Democrats in office in Georgia. That's certainly not the answer here. So we'll keep fighting, of course, at townhall.com. Hopefully Matt will be back here with us on Tuesday. I wanted to drop in and and just give you a quick update and maybe, you know, vent a little bit myself there. Appreciate you all listening. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Hope you got to see your family and friends. If you'd like to reach out, of course, feel free to email us at triggered at townhall.com and we will be back here on Tuesday for another episode of Tripper we'll see you then